All right, good morning. This is South Florida Sundays. I am your host, Trey Brazier, along with my co-host, Mr. Patrick Franklin, who, of course, is the president and CEO of the Urban League Palm Beach County. Every single Sunday, we wake up, we give you great information, and we talk to great people, and today is no different. Who's our guest this week, Patrick? This week, our guest is Bobby Powell, State Senator Bobby Powell. Bobby, welcome to the show. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning, Trey. Uh, Mr. Franklin, I'm so excited to be with you all this morning because there's a lot of information I have to share about the 2023 version of the Florida legislative session that is upcoming. Right. And, Bobby, just to give our our listeners just a little background, from 2012-2016, you were state representative. 2016 to present right now, you're state senator. How did you get started into politics, Bobby? Well, that's a good question. One of the things that I started in politics as a legislative assistant to current county commissioner and at the time former state representative Mac Bernard. But the truth is, I really started by going to community meetings. I was a part of the Westside Civic Association in Riviera Beach, the Riviera Beach Library Advisory Board. I'm also a city planner. Uh, I have a degree in urban planning from Florida State University. So I really got involved in my community. And when the opportunity presented itself to work on Bernard's campaign and then in his office, I accepted that that challenge, which ultimately led me to run for state representative with his support and then into the state Senate. Let's 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 just talk a second about the Mac Bernard tree, because when people talk about making a legacy to making a a um, a statement about bringing people up as you go along, that's probably the only tree that I've seen that's actually grown over the years in Palm Beach County. Well, thank you for that. Patrick, what I can tell you is uh, working with Mac Bernard, Mac was one of the people who always challenged me. Uh, and in terms of challenging, he also wanted to see other people be lifted. Some people say, well, we need a bench. Well, when you have a bench, you just have people sitting there. Mm-hmm. When you have a tree, you have people on different branches that are ready to go at any time. And when you say the tree, I can look at elected officials right now, but I also look at people who are in also in other positions of power in terms of executive directors, in terms of um, challenging themselves in leadership roles. Mac Bernard got me and former state representative Al Jaquette started. We were both his legislative aides when we started, and we're actually consecutive right behind him in terms of being state representative. It was me first and then Al Jaquette second. Also along those same lines, you have Representative Gervonta Edmonds, who worked for both me and uh, Mac, I'm sorry, me and Al Jaquette. And then in Riviera Beach, you have Trodrick McCoy, who's a former uh, legislative assistant to me while I was a state representative. And uh, amongst those is Christina Romulus, former Boynton Beach City Commissioner. And there's a number of people who we've had uh, the opportunity to grow with, to lead, and to help get into elected positions, but also around the county into leadership roles on nonprofits, uh, leadership roles in, in terms of just legislative areas that have helped make this county a better place and will continue to do and shape. And that, to me, is the nucleus of how we grow um, a whole legacy of of, um, legislators and people involved in politics. You start somewhere and you grow it. So I always want want, want to give Mac Bernard the credit for growing a tree, and you guys are definitely products of that tree. So congratulations on that. Let's go back to you. You were talking about your, your day job as an urban planner. How do you balance your day job? along with your political job? It takes a lot of uh, skill and a lot of teamwork. I currently work for Urban Design Studio. I'm managing a number of different projects. 
and it requires the team who I work with to know some of the things that I'm working on. But when I go to Tallahassee, I have to put some of those projects on hold until I come back. Sometimes I can work on projects while I'm in Tallahassee, but some of those projects require you to look at site plans and be hands-on. So all around, it really requires a team. And what allows me to work here in Palm Beach County is I have a staff who is diligent in terms of following up and working on the legislative items when I can't be present. Uh, Right now, it consists of Malcolm Summons and uh, Diane Andre Esquire, who really lead my team here in Palm Beach County. In Tallahassee, we have Michelle DeMarco, who does a lot with communications, and she's our legislative assistant in Tallahassee. But that team is required to be strong. They're required to kind of uh, know some direction and take leadership leadership and accountability (laughs) when it comes to projects and a lot of times be places where I cannot be and they handle the business. I'll tell people all the time when they'll go, well, I want to talk to you directly. Sometimes it's better to talk to staff because they may have more information at the time than I do. We have Mm -hmm. a staff meeting every week where we sit together, we go through items, they download me with information and I give direction, but generally they uh, a lot of times give me direction in terms of what's happening, what I need to know and where do I need to go. How How can residents get in touch with you? It's easy. They can reach out to my office at 561-650-6880. That's our number here in Palm Beach County. Or in Tallahassee, we are 850-487-5024. Also, my email address is Powell, P-O-W-E-L-L, dot Bobby, B-O-B-B-Y, at F as in Florida, or Frank, lsenate.gov flsenate.gov so they can reach me there and they can also reach my staff by using the same uh, email. Very good. State Senator Bobby Powell is our guest for South Florida Sundays this week. My name is Trey Brazier. I am your host along with my co-host Mr. Patrick Franklin from the Urban League Palm Beach County. Bobby, as you know, we're we're right now at the doorfront of the 2023 legislative session and I know you have a long list. You're the former Black Caucus leader for the state. Um, you've been involved in state politics now since 2012. Let's get right into it. What's front and center on you, on your list of issues? And I, I know it's long, but those issues that affect your residents right here in District 24. Thank you, Mr. Franklin. The top of the list is absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, housing. Right now, the Senate has proposed a bill, Senate Bill 102, which is dealing directly with housing, over $700 million in funding being appropriated in that area. It's got some uh, a number of variables that are positive. Uh, there's a couple of things in there that give us pause in terms of like a preemption of local governments in terms of a rent control. Uh, there may be a few other preemptions in this particular piece of legislation. Uh, it is moving through the process in we do believe that it will likely pass. The good in terms of this legislation outweighs the bad because it has the potential to lower housing costs here in Palm Beach County. We know that if you're spending more than 30% of your income, you are limited in terms of disposable income that you are able to spend. So we want to make sure that affordable housing is at the top of the list. For me, it's always this idea of closing the wealth gap and the Biggest way and the most obvious way you can do that is homeownership opportunities. 
So that's where we're, we're starting. Now, as far as the number of projects and priorities that I have, of course, we want to make sure that we get money in the budget for some of our road and construction projects. Mangonia Park has some money that we got in the budget last year for some septic to sewer conversions. We want to make sure that we continue to do that in other areas of the district that are still on septic and convert them to sewer. Uh, we also have uh, water issues within a number of our municipalities. Last year, we got over a million dollars in the budget for Riviera Beach in terms of water projects. We have to continue to work on those things. Construction and infrastructure, we have the port, uh, we have the uh, Peanut Island, we've uh, we provided for appropriations there. There, There is a historical cemeteries bill that I am pushing. Uh, it's working with leader Fentress Driscoll, who is in the house, to pass that legislation. Here in Palm Beach County, this deals with abandoned and, and I guess, abandoned and found African-American historical cemeteries. You know, right off of Tamarin, there is a site that used to be, the, that's now known as- Hurricane 28? Yes, yeah. the 1928 storm. So it's important that we find these locations and we mark them. We have a number of battles. Now, I have my priorities, but an, another priority we have to deal with is we have a number of battles that we have to deal with with four and specifically related to African-American people. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. The governor is pushing a very, very aggressive agenda. Uh, one of the things that's been on attack recently has been African-American history. Uh, there is an attack on diversity, equity, and inclusion, and that's going to be pushed out on the university system. We saw recently where the governor appointed a new board for New College of Florida, right and appointed former Speaker of the House Richard Corcoran to be the president of the college, receiving over $700,000. Which is double the former president's salary. How, how does that fly? But wait, there's more. If you include the benefits, he's well over a million because he gets a housing bonus as well as a car allowance and medical expenses all included in that package. The way it's allowed to fly is it's almost as if the governor as he is, can do no wrong, but he feels, as he talks about indoctrination, uh, he feels that he's able to do that because of the low voter turnout in the last election. And the, man, the mandate the, that, that he presumes he has he, to do whatever he wants. He believes he has that. He has controlled the courts here in the state of Florida. He has controlled the executive branch, which is where he's at, the executive is the governor. And now he's got a stronghold on many of the legislatures. Legislators, we are in a super minority in terms of Democrats, and Republicans are the super majority. For the first time in a long time, there's only 12 Democrats in the Senate with 28 Republicans, and then in the House, there's 120 members, 35, 35 are Democrats, and then that would leave what 85 to be Republicans. So that becomes uh, quite quite the challenge. How how do you as a Democrat? How do you get any notice or any accomplishments done or any bills passed that your party's in favor of? Well, a couple of things. Some of those things that are really, really important as we move them through the process, you will see even this housing bill. We've been pushing for affordable housing as Democrats for the last 20 years. Now that our colleagues have seen how important it is, it's being pushed by the Republican-dominated legislature. But that's really a Democratic issue. Here in Palm Beach County, that was an issue that was championed by a lot of people. Mac Bernard took the 
He took the leadership role, mm-hmm. but everyone was involved. I mean, Republicans and Democrats alike had to vote for the housing bond because we see it's very difficult for people to live in Palm Beach County and work here. Kids graduating uh, from college can't come. What about the Sadowski funds? Are, are, are we going to be able to use them in the appropriate way that they were man that they were originally intended for that's, for housing? That's a part of the proposal this year. There was a shift a couple of years ago where the Sadowski were split in half. But we were told, and we and my colleagues uh, on the other side of the aisle had said, well, it's fully funded. Not fully funded the way it was intended to be. So with this new legislation, there should be more funds appropriated than what's originally allocated for the Sadowski Act. We will see how that ends as we kind of go through session and it gets through that process in the next couple of weeks. South Florida Sundays, I'm your host, Trey Brazier, along with my co-host, Mr. Patrick Franklin. Our guest this week is Florida State Senator Bobby Powell. Bobby, as as we go in into this next thing, I mean, you, you've kind of answered this question, but, you know, as a man of color representing a district with a large minority population, what should we be taking away from all the items coming down from the governor's office? Now, we talked about DE&I. We talked about um, the different initiatives that are coming down. Uh, I've been speaking about the voter suppression laws. I've been speaking about um, the Af- we, we mentioned the African-American studies. What do you think is next? Because I, I think it's a long list of items that are going to cascade down. And we are, if we're not aware of these things and we're not aware of what's going on, we have our heads in the sand we if are. we think it's going to end here. Oh, we are. And we're on the, there's a saying that either you're on, uh, you're at the table or you're on the menu. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people haven't realized this. The young people are the movement. I, I try to keep young people around me and in my office because they, and, and in my campaign, because they have the beat of what's going on in the community. But also with that, we have to teach. We are responsible for building the bridge. As far as I've gotten away from 20, when I hit 30, I knew I was growing further and further away from a 20-year-old. When I hit 40, I don't have that bridge that I had because now I'm twice the age of a 20-year-old. Who's closer to a 20-year-old? Now, somebody who's 25, who has a relationship with me, who can now say, this is why it's important that you vote. Senator Powell said this is important. Senator Powell believes that if you vote, not only vote, if you run for office, if you get engaged, then you can stop some of the bad things from happening. Challenge the status quo. Now, the next front is right now, we passed a bill two years ago. I say we, but I voted against it to make everyone who votes by mail have to re-enlist or re-sign up to vote by mail after every election cycle. What cycle just happened? The election of the governor. Now, everyone who received a vote by mail ballot who normally would receive one has to reapply. They call it protection of voters or voter fraud legislation. This is generally designed because most Democrats vote by mail. If Democrats don't remember that they need to request a ballot, then chances are they won't vote in this next election. The last election, a number of Democrats who did receive vote by mail ballots did not turn those ballots in. Now, what happens if Many who already received them don't get them. We've got a lot of people who are at home. we got a lot of people who are in nursing homes. We have to re-register people to vote. But what's also important is the young people. Young people, when I was sitting in a barbershop not too long ago, uh, there were three men, black men. Uh, one of them was younger, and two of them were older gentlemen, surprisingly. And I asked the question about voting, and this is during the DeSantis-Charlie Chris race. And 
one of the gentlemen was confident, older man, in saying, well, I don't know enough about it, so I'm going to stay neutral. And a young guy who didn't really say anything the first time who's sitting in the chair say, I agree with him. I'm going to do the same thing. Well, you're sitting in the barbershop with a sitting state senator. And at the time, I was the chairman of the Florida Legislative Black Caucus, as well as the Senate Democratic Leader Pro Temp. So the question to myself was, have I not done enough? Do I not show up at enough places? I think that I show up as much as I can. I've got my fingers on the pulse of the community. However, you can't be everywhere. And when you are places, you have to be present. But it's a matter of teaching. It has to start in the home. It has to start with families teaching their children and their brothers and their sisters why it is important that we vote. It all comes down to you want funding in your neighborhoods. You want your children to have a skate park like they have in the other neighborhoods. You want your houses to look nice like in other communities. You You want your roads paved. You you want your roads paved. You want your water to be clean. Right. You don't want your life to look your, your water to be uh, like Flint, Michigan, or or even as far as uh, um, what was he Jackson, Mississippi? Jackson, Mississippi. Yes, yes. you yeah. have to participate. Yeah, and have a strong voice. Well, you know, I I think the biggest cry that our generation needs to make sure is that the young generation participates because when I hear young folks say my vote doesn't count or my one vote doesn't count, or, or like you said, I'm going to sit out. You're giving your vote to someone else who's sitting in maybe Century Village or sitting in another place who will go out to vote each and every election, no matter what's going on, no matter what's on the ballot. But their their voice is your voice because you've given it to them, you know, just automatically. Um, some kind of way we have to change that pattern because every vote counts. Yes, every vote counts in the amount of money that's spent on advertising for one single vote is astronomical. Yes. If you look at the amount of money that was spent in the Val Demings versus Marco Rubio race, if you look as far as the amount of money that was spent in the Ron DeSantis race for re-election to governor against Charlie Chris, these amounts of money, this is no small amount of money, no chump change. We're talking about hundreds of millions, millions of, dollars. of dollars being spent to advertise to people for one vote, just, your vote is that important. Just think if we could take Bobby some of that, some of those campaign dollars, and put it back to good use in our community, to fix our infrastructure, to give everybody uh, Wi-Fi, to give everybody the 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 in, the the process to engage at all levels. That's a lot of money. That, that that's a lot of things that that could happen with all these millions. It's a lot of money, and it's also a lot of impact. If you got people involved who saw what was happening and decided to push the money into communities that were uh, neglected, if you were able to do that, then it would really create opportunities for additional leaders. It would create opportunities for um, additional growth. You know, we walk into rooms where there's very few uh, black lawyers. I walk into rooms where there's very few people in professional positions who look like me. Last week, I was on the Senate floor, not the Senate floor, we're a Senate committee, and they talked about a gun bill, Mm -hmm. constitutional carry. Well, in that room, as we discussed it, I was almost the only person of color who discussed and was against this bill, and I just so happened to be sitting on the dais. How, how How can, again, how can residents get in touch with you, Bobby? They can reach out to me at my office, 561-650-6880, uh, or 
in Tallahassee, 850-487-5024. And even my email address, Powell, P-O-W-E-L-L dot Bobby at flsenate.gov or see my staff who are Diane Andre Esquire or Malcolm Summons and they will make sure that we get the information. Very good. As we wrap up, Senator Powell, you have two years left um, to serve District 24 as a state senator. What's next for Bobby? There's a few things that we're working on right now. I'm putting together the reorganized and rejuvenated Palm Beach County black elected officials. This will give us an opportunity to have a voice together, uh, come up with a legislative list of priorities for the whole of Palm Beach County. Also to reinvigorate our scholarship program to send kids to college using funds from the black elected officials organization. And hopefully they will come back at some point and run for office. Also down the line, we're continuing to work with our other elected officials in terms of building out Palm Beach County. And as we work, work into these last two years, uh, there are uh, rumors out there that I will uh, run for additional office. We'll talk about that in the future. Well, look, I, I know we, we just um, touched the tip of the iceberg, but Senator Bobby Powell, thank you for sharing what you have going on right now. We will have you back. We will have you back more than once and keep up with what's going on with this uh, upcoming session. And I'll love to get your input on a regular basis to say, here's what's happening. Here's how, how we can get involved. And here's how we prepare for 2024. Senator Powell, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. All right, Patrick, what do we have happening this month? Trade The Urban League. As we go into March, we, we're going to talk about financial literacy mm-hmm. on how we can help our Start up, jumpstart businesses. How we, how can we help them get started? How can we help them enhance their their, their businesses and and really go over to some of these pitfalls? Uh, also, looking at credit counseling and budget creation, one on one counseling we offer at the Urban League of Palm Beach County. So, if you're interested in those areas in financial literacy, give us a call at five six one eight three three one four six one. Like I mentioned in the past, we are uh, signing residents up for Affordable Health Care Act. Uh, if, you have, if you have a need for health benefits to sign up for that, call the Urban League. We're going to help you and sign you up for health care benefits. Uh, we also have, we're, we're looking for um, someone to join our housing. We have a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath unit available right now. If you're interested in that, call the Urban League at 561-833-1461. Um, if you're looking for access to microloans, a lot of people need just a little bit of extra funds to, to help them get over the hump in their, in their small business, like from $500 to $5,000, call the Urban League. We can help and assist you in obtaining those, those funds. Hmm. And also, if you're looking for a Microsoft IT certification class, we're enrolling right now for our next class coming up soon. Uh, if that's something that's going to help you build your resume, something that can give you additional skills to look for that ne- for that next job, call the Urban League. We can assist you in getting those IT certifications. So a lot's going on. We just need you to come out and and take a look at what's happening at the Urban League. Mm-hmm. But trade our biggest thing, come our on. biggest thing coming on is our 50th anniversary oh, yeah. celebration, which <laughs> will be on Friday, May 12th, at the convention center. We're looking to have a gala, a, a representation, a celebration of the 50 years here of the Urban League here in Palm Beach County. We're going to have um, Lifetime Achievement Award. We're going to have a very few, a, a short program, mm-hmm. but it's about a party trade. We're going to have not the one and only uh, Kenny Lattimore yes, here. Yes, yes. He's going to bring his band, and uh, we're going to look forward for a great entertainment. It is Mother's Day weekend. so right. So, look, bring your wives out, bring your mother out, bring your grandmother out. Treat them to a very nice evening 
with the Palm Beach uh, County Urban League, our 50th anniversary gala. All right. Give them a call over there at the Urban League. What's that number? 561-833-1461. All right. Always a pleasure. Uh, Patrick, we'll talk next week. Thank you, Trey. I also have another guest with me this morning. I have the wife of Councilman Lawson out in Riviera Beach. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Thank you for waking up early with me this morning. All right, so Women's History Month is here, and I see you have put together this best version of you Women Empowerment Brunch. Tell me all about it. I am super excited, and to be transparent, it's my first time doing an event like this. All right. I put on many events, many wine tastings, many fun, different kind of events, but this is a little bit more serious, and we need (laughs) something to celebrate us. Yeah. Coming all together, all the different women all the different ventures, women who helped me get to where I am. Mm -hmm. So now putting all of those same women in the same room, different vendors, a good time, women DJ, women everything to celebrate us. And there will be a surprise, which I'll announce later on (laughs) for the event. But it's about empowering us. So I'm very excited about this event. Celebrating women in business. So who are you uh, celebrating exactly and what particular businesses will be uh, highlighted here? It's going to be a wide variety. So myself, I'm in the wine industry. So Mm -hmm. I will be giving away free champagne to all all the vendors. It is a free event. So all women are welcome. Everyone is welcome in general. But the catering is going to be to the women. So it doesn't, you don't have to just be in business. You can just want to come and network. You might, we're going to have a mental health therapist there. We're going to have someone to talk about breast cancer awareness. Mm -hmm. There will be several different vendors there who can sell like their catering, um, massages, uh, nail techs, mm-hmm. every aspect of life will be there. We even have someone speaking about life after death because mm-hmm. that's a non-topic we don't like to discuss. So it will be like a little bit of everything. It will be some games, some raffles, some trivia, mm-hmm. and networking. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing to connect. I want everyone to kind of leave with something, not just come for the wine <laughs> and the food, <laughs> but actually leave with something tangible that they can actually hold and, and walk away with gotcha. from all of the different speakers there. Getting your LLCs, how to get educated on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. This is pretty cool here. Uh, so I see you have special guests. You have four or five or how many special guests do you have? And who are they? <laughs> so <laughs> we have Trinette. She's with Trendy Gourmet. She's mm-hmm. actually who taught me a lot and helped me on my journey and got me into a lot of different events by solely working with her. Mm-hmm. We have Tanya Davis-Johnson. Mm-hmm. She's going to be talking about uh, black women getting into business, getting your certificates, getting your license, helping you get certified in the city and in the community. We have Nay Simone, which actually you guys know very well. Never heard of her. <laughs> but um, she's going to be our host and DJ. Okay. Bringing tying that in, mm-hmm. and then we also have Issa Allen, who is the mental health therapist. Several more. We're going to have um, sample flyers going out with all the other special guests we're going to have on. This is just initial um, women who I started everything mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. and it's going to keep growing, and mm-hmm. it's growing already. Like Solanda Warren, she's going to be a part of the commissioner. Event. Yeah. Yes, Commissioner Solanda Warren. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot of us, yeah. and we need to uh, be recognized, celebrated, give our, our flowers while we still can. Gotcha. So I'm putting everybody um, and bringing everybody on board. I just have a little few more meetings to get, <laughs> but we'll be there. Okay. 
So this happens next Sunday, a week from today, at the, is it the Marina? Riviera Beach Marina? Yes, rooftop. Okay. Oh, fancy. Yes, fancy. We're going to do French style. Everyone can dress up, see the sunlight. You know, a nice a nice vibe. Yeah, yeah. So do you register to attend this, or how does that happen? Yes, you can register to attend on our Eventbrite, which is also linked to our flyer. It is a free event, so anyone can come still. But if you want to be a vendor, I would suggest registering and sending your information as soon as possible because mm-hmm. slots will end soon. Mm-hmm. First come, first serve for vendor spaces. Gotcha. What will a woman walk away with after networking and, you know, after attending this event? I would hope everyone there comes there for their own personal reasons, knowing even if you don't have your own business, you can get some information on mental health. You can get some information on every every one of these women have something special. And because I've been introduced to a lot of different women lately and they ask me a lot of questions, what I wanted to do with my goal is to bring everyone into that same room. Mm-hmm. So those questions could be answered for all walks of life. Okay. So everyone should be able to leave with something. And if not anything, you're going to leave with some wine. (laughs) (laughs) For information on the Woman Empowerment Brunch, how do they contact you? Is it a website, a number they call, or what? My phone number is on the flyer as well. You can reach me at 561-945-3412 or by email, which is winebyjade at gmail.com. All right. Before I leave, I really want to say thank you and appreciate and mention all of the vendors, all of the speakers, but most importantly, my husband was a support, Mayor Felder and Lady Felder. This event is going to be in even more <laughs> amazing because of all of you. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, First Lady Lawson from Riviera Beach. Don't forget the event is next Sunday from 1 to 4. So check out any of our websites. You can go to Community Events Calendar and you can see all of the information for this brunch that's happening next Sunday. Thank you so much, Ms. Lawson. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Such, it's been amazing. Thank you.